You are now listening to the Two Room Scleroderma Awareness Podcast. I am your host, Natasha M. Enjoy the show. Hey, TTR fam, it's your girl, Tasha, and we are back, and I hope you guys enjoyed your week. Oh my God, it's been so long, but I wanted to come on at first. Apologize, I know that I said I was going to have a Scleroderma Warrior on um, every week. Um, I was going to have somebody new, but um, I'm here to explain exactly why I didn't have one for last week. Um, for those of you who do not know, I had a Scleroderma Awareness event on June the 11th, and it was really, really nice. Um, it did rain. Um, it had a big chance of rain, so a lot of people didn't get a chance to come out, but it was a nice turnout, and we had a really, really good time. Um, I want to thank everybody who supported, donated, um, came out, all my family and friends that came out and supported. I really do appreciate you guys. This is my first event, not my last event, um, so keep your ears open for what's to come. Um... After the event on Saturday, Sunday morning, I woke up around 3 a.m. And I was um, head spinning, felt really dizzy, ears was hurting, um, body was in full pain. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, I took a COVID test Sunday and it came back negative. So Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday were really, really horrible for me. Um, Tuesday, I got in touch with my doctor, and they wanted me to do another COVID test because all of the symptoms I had, pretty much everybody was saying it's COVID. Um, Tuesday, I was able to take a COVID test, and it came back positive. So, um, yeah, I really didn't have any strength. I didn't have any type of way to record or get in touch with anybody. So, I really do want to apologize for that. Um, But... It's been about a week and some change now, um, and I'm feeling a lot better. I was able to record, um, so we're here this week, and I hope that you guys enjoy the show. Um, if you have any questions as far as, um, you know, pictures and everything, they're coming. I can't wait to share the pictures with you guys. I had a really, really great photographer that came out. Her name was Tori. Um, we had stilt walkers that came out. They were really, really great. Um, the kids loved it. Everything was just amazing. So I really think everybody who had a hand in my event, um, even just listening to me on the phone, helping me brainstorm, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing okay. Could be better, but I'm all right. No, we gotta make it better. I know. I had I had my event this weekend, and I um after my event, I got really really sick. So it's been a long couple of days. <laughs> oh no! But I'm glad we were able to get on. Um, I was like, I wonder if she got the link. I was just about to message you. Okay. Yes, I'm ready. Like I said, I just needed a little bit of time to process, get my mind right. And so I am all good to go now. Okay, well, let's just get started. Okay. Hey, CTR family, this is your girl, Tasha. And today, we have Nay. A lot of you guys know her from Zoom Moms. How are you, Nay? I'm doing well today. That's good. So can you explain to us, do you have scleroderma? 
Yes, I do. I have scleroderma. I was diagnosed with scleroderma in 2019. Oh, wow. And can you tell us about that experience? Like, how did you find out that you, you know, had scleroderma? What made you go to the doctors? So I moved back to Massachusetts. I was living in St. Louis, Missouri, and I got diagnosed with um, multiple sclerosis in 2018. So I decided to move back to Massachusetts to be with family and start my own family to have that support system. And also because their doctors here in Massachusetts are great. So when I moved back, I moved back in July of 2018. By September, I had an appointment with my PCP, and I was um, informing her about my hand. My right hand, I had some open wounds on my knuckles, and I was telling her, like, I'm not sure if I hit my hand or what, but, like, I'm seeing these open wounds going on. And so at first, she was like, oh, you know, you probably just hit your hand. But um, later on, to fast forward to... So that was the first thing I'm sharing that because with scleroderma, our knuckles, we always have like these open wounds and, and um, the skin is tightening. So that's why I shared that part. That was like the first symptom that I saw at first with scleroderma. Mm-hmm. And then by June of 2019, I was being referred to the rheumatologist because things just kept happening that was unexplainable. So she, my PCP had referred me to the rheumatologist and the first thing that was treated was a Lyme disease. I ended up having Lyme disease and I do have cats, but my cats were indoor cats. So we weren't really sure, but she also said that I could have got bit by mosquito, but things just kept happening with my skin where it was just tightening and tightening. So she was telling me like, this seemed like it may be scleroderma, but let me do some more blood work. I was on my way to the Essence Festival in NOLA. So she said, go to the Essence Festival. When you come back, we'll discuss your results. So by the time I came back, the results came back saying that I had scleroderma. So I had systemic sclerosis and mine is diffused. And, Mm -hmm. um, so she wanted to put me right on the medication then, but when she did more blood work, she found out that I was pregnant with my twins. And with the medication to help treat scleroderma, it has birth defects. The medication is called mycophenolate or Celsep. Celsep is um, the, the main version of it. Mycophenolate is the generic brand. So she was going to prescribe me that medication, but because I was on, uh, because I was pregnant, I was unable to get on that medication. But that's the short version of what really happened. I started seeing these open wounds on my hands, my skin starting to tight, tighten. And so we started doing a lot of blood work and different kind of um, testing to see what exactly would it be. And the results was that it was scleroderma on top of the multiple sclerosis. And then when we started to connect those things, I also was diagnosed with vitiligo back in 2017. So I'm assuming that the vitiligo was due to the scleroderma as well. A lot of people I know that have scleroderma, well, I don't know a lot of people, but people that I know who have scleroderma also deal with vitiligo too. So the vitiligo could have been the first symptom that I just missed and the doctors missed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. So... How was it um, like dealing with the scleroderma on top of being pregnant? 
It was hard. It was hard because scleroderma is a rare condition and a lot of people um, are not aware of it. And, and the doctors as well, they're still learning how to treat people with it because it's just a rare disease. So when I was pregnant with my twins, um, and my skin was tight, they were all already saying, you know, you're carrying multiples. We already label multiples as uh, a risk pregnancy. So this is already a pregnancy that can be at risk because you're carrying multiples. Sometimes the human body doesn't have enough space for, for multiple babies and stuff. So we're going to watch you carefully. And over time, as the babies continued to grow, I kept having sharp pain in my stomach. So I was going to the emergency room like every other week, but they kept discharging me with saying it was ligaments in my um, stomach. It was just ligaments in my stomach. That's all they kept saying, ligaments in my stomach. So I wanted to wait to see my scleroderma doctor to see what exactly can we do to help this pregnancy, if he had any recommendations, things like that. So I wanted to just talk to him because he was the specialist in scleroderma. But unfortunately, I wanted to premature labor um, a week before that appointment could happen. So um, it didn't. So I didn't get to. I still went to the appointment because I I went to the labor. I went into labor and they they released me. But overall, being pregnant and having scleroderma, it was a lot for the treatment because nobody knew exactly what was going on. And I also have multiple sclerosis, asthma, all these other underlying conditions. And and then with the skin being tight, it was hard for me to bend down. I have this belly that's in front of me and then my skin is tight. So if I drop something, it was hard for me to bend down. I was like a robot. Like it was really just hard to to move and and just function at times but the type of person that I am I always push myself I just kept pushing myself kept pushing myself and I try not to have those regrets in life to say like if I didn't push myself if I was on bed rest maybe my babies would be here but you know those are things that I do think about I did think about back then as well as like if I would have just sat still more, could this have helped my baby survive too? But it was just so many other things going on. I can't blame just one thing. But with the scleroderma, I do know the difficult part with being pregnant and having it was moving around and getting the best treatment because nobody was aware of exactly what was going on with my body. Oh, wow. Wait, so did you lose? You lost one of your babies? I lost both of my twins. So I had a gender reveal on my birthday, which is October 20th. And literally the next day, my water broke. My son, I was having a boy and a girl. So my son's um, membrane ruptured. And so I was rushed to the emergency room. He, His heart rate had stopped while he was still inside me. By the next day, I delivered him. And then uh, five hours later, I delivered my daughter. She was still alive, but because she was only 18 and a half weeks, there was no way for her to survive outside of the womb. They don't have the equipment to care for her. Her skin wasn't fully developed. You know, her eyes were still sealed shut. Mm. So we just had to let her heart rate fade away and we got both of them cremated. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so 
with your scleroderma, does it does you have any other like um does it like affect your heart or is it only like skin involvement? When I first got diagnosed in 2019, it was localized. They were saying it was just like the skin. It was just my hands and and then like my legs and everything that was getting tight with the skin. But most recently I did an MRI this year. I mean, not an MRI, a a CAT scan. I did a CAT scan this year and the results came back that I have, it's not exactly a diagnosis, but the pulmonary doctor is saying that there's signs of ILD, essential lung disease, which means he sees scarring in my lungs. And so this is another connection with, um, I would say, another illness or another medical condition I had back in 2014, 2015. I mean, in 2015, my lungs collapsed. And they didn't know why my lungs collapsed. They just kept saying, you already had a bad lung. You had asthma. I had chronic asthma as a child. So they were Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was just the fact that you had a bad lung. So I had that surgery where they brought my lung back up and fixed my lung. And now my lung is is still attached to my rib cage and everything based on the surgery that they did. But that was fine. So from 2015 until 2019, I was good. My lungs, is, it sounds fine. It's good. And then from 2019 to 2022, I guess that's when things started to shift a little more with my lungs because as of today, they see scarring on my lungs. And he's saying like, that's, that's part of scleroderma. Um, a lot of people with scleroderma have ILD, but yours is mild right now. I don't see a lot of scarring. So it's concerning to me because at first it was like, it's just your skin. But now the disease is starting to attack my organs and my organs are needed to survive out here. So yeah. It is scary, it, but I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic. I'm trying to stay optimistic and live this life while I can. Yeah, I, I just gotta catch here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, I just got a case here for the same thing because they wanted to see if I had scarring in the lungs. Um, I'm actually waiting for results to come back now, which is kind of scary to me also. Yes. So you didn't have any scarring in any of your organs before? No, in 2019, I um I had a test done, and there was no scarring. Um, and then um I went to see a new pulmonologist, um, for the first time, and she uh, she, we were just talking about like my breathing, that I have trouble breathing, um, while I'm up and walking. So um, she was like, well, let's just do a CAT scan because um, a lot of people in my support group were talking about this medicine called o- o- OFEV or O-F-E-V, O-F-V-E, one of those. And I was asking about it because they were all saying that due to the fact that they got on this medication, they're able to breathe better and life is like a little easier. So I talked to my doctor about it and she was like, you know, the only way that you can be put on that medicine is if you have scarring and at the time and then like you had scarring, but we can do another test. So I'm just waiting for results to come back, you know, mm. just to see. 
Well, I pray there's no scarring because we don't want our organs to be um, affected. You know, that's the main part of our bodies that we need to function. So let's keep those organs healthy. I'm praying for you. Thank you. So is there any is there anything that you feel like has has worsened and then became a little better? My skin, when I got, so because I was pregnant, I was unable to get on the mycophenolate, the cell sap, but um, so I lost them October 2019, and then I was going to get in on medication, but I found out I was pregnant again with my son that I have now, my rainbow baby logic, um, so I was still unable to get on the medication because again, that medication had birth defects, mm-hmm. so I didn't start taking the medication until October of 2020. Mm -hmm. And once I started taking that medication, I did see a difference in my skin where it loosened up a little bit. It's still tight, but not as tight as it was. Like I mentioned before, when I was pregnant, it was difficult to bend down to get things because I was pregnant with the belly in front of me, but also because of the skin. Now that the skin has loosened up a little bit, I'm able to bend down more than I was before. I'm still unable to make um, prayer hands, still unable to do a fist, like it's still tight in those senses. My hands are still bent where they not they don't go straight. But mm-hmm. overall with that medication, I do feel like it gave me a boost of energy and it loosened up the skin a little bit. Um, my jaw is still a little tight. I can see it smile. Like I would have to put a picture side by side to really show people, but like you can tell from my face that it's still a little tight and that um, it it's hard to do certain things because it's still tight, but not as tight as it used to be. So I do see that difference with the medication. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I look at your pictures, I'm like, you're so beautiful. I just, I love your oh, smile. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I see. And that was one thing I always got compliments on my smile as well as my skin so when I started to go through these different changes because of the illnesses it was like what's going on like I wasn't accepting who I was becoming but after a while it was like this is who you are and just just be you and live life because I was drowning myself in guilt and self low self-esteem insecurities things when I look in the mirror, I'm like, this is not me. And it was just hard to adapt to. Like, you go from being somebody who has a clear face, natural, don't need makeup or don't want to wear makeup, to having all these spots on your face. And then my smile is tight because the skin's tight. My teeth, I feel like my teeth got bigger because of, of the skin being tighter. You know, just so many different things that I had to adapt to and it's hard like it's not easy to adapt to a body that is taking over you have no control over it like I I really had to learn how to walk differently at some point pick up things like my mother introduced me to the hand grabber like she has Mm -hmm. multiple sclerosis too so every corner of the house I have like a grab stick in case I drop something and I'm unable to get it I can use the grab stick to get it she introduced me to this sock object like to how to help me put my sock on you know and I had to learn that over time because I didn't know I was just having my husband help me but I said what if he's not here Mm -hmm. so I have to learn how to be independent all over again 
And so she she started introducing me to all these little gadgets and I started introducing her to new gadgets. Like I have this bottle opener gadget that I was like, this is helpful for me because again, my hands are so tight, I can't open a bottle. But now that I have the bottle opener, I can open it up. So there's just so many things that hit you in life and you have to adapt to. And it just takes time. You have to process and come to terms that this is the new you and just try to keep moving forward and then do this. What we're doing right now is educating others on how we're living and inspiring others to keep going. Yeah. And that's how it was for me. I feel like if I would have had something like this when I first got diagnosed, I think I would have maybe took steps earlier to get the help that I needed because when I first found out I had scleroderma, I didn't really know anybody, you know, the doctor that I went to, they didn't really have any information for me. So I was like, kind of like in a depressed mode for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I said, I wish like I just started finding out about those gadgets and my support group. Mm-hmm. And I just started finding like little things that could help me, you know, make my everyday life, you know, a little easier because, I tell everybody, you know, for us, you know, things change, but life goes on and nobody's waiting around for us. Mm, Sure not. We got to make it the way that we can. And it's hard, you know, um, like, even like I said, I I had my event this weekend and my whole family was like, you need to just take a rest because I don't know what happened. I came home. I had a good day. I came home. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, sick of the dog have no clue, body still sore. So we just got to learn to take it one day at a time when we don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. Sure don't, sure don't. And that's what I like too, to connect with others who are similar and have similar experiences because like you, I didn't know. I never even heard of scleroderma until I got diagnosed with it. And then being black with multiple sclerosis too, I'm like, are there anybody else out there like me and it was hard at first to find other people other black women who have this condition and then when I started getting in these groups as well that's how I started to connect with others and it made me feel good because at first it was like I'm a unicorn out here like mm-hmm. nobody else has this condition then I have multiple sclerosis on top of it but it makes a difference when you're able to connect with somebody who understands what you're going through because people looking in they don't know and they don't get it even if they are trying to be supportive it's still not the same like when we have those pain spasms and it's like today's just not a good day somebody else might be looking like but you was just up yesterday and it's like I get it but I don't have control over the way my body is no matter what medication I'm taking it's just sporadically that the pain will come and then the body is still operating in a way that new things are happening like I said I just got the diagnosis with the ILD that came out of nowhere but it's like I just want somebody else that I can talk to who gets it. So if I say, girl, do you know, like today my finger was burning, like the, it was a burning sensation, you will understand. Like if I say um, there was an open wound on my on my, my knuckle, you get it. Like mm-hmm. there's just certain things like the skin, like I said, with the jaw. I can't eat certain things because my jaw is so tight and my mouth don't open up wide enough. And then the digestive system, when we swallow certain things, it can be affected by because of the scleroderma. You know, I can have these conversations with somebody who 
have these illnesses and they're not doubting me or confused by it. They just like, yes, girl, I get it because mm -hmm. they've experienced it in some kind of way. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend and I was trying to explain to her and she was like, well, Taj, if you ever need to talk about it, you know, I can, you can talk about it with me. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm telling her like everything I was going through, how much pain I was in. And then, you know, not knowing that she was doing that, she was like, you know what, girl, you just need to get away. We're going to take a little trip. And I'm like, girl, I just told you I can't even make it to the bathroom without feeling dizzy. And you're talking about going to play, going to trip somewhere. And she was like, oh, now I see what you're saying. Like, people want to understand, but you really can't understand unless you're in these shoes. Mm -hmm. And it makes it, people look as if we're living a life and we really not. People think, oh, she gets to stay home. She gets to do this. She don't have to do that. And it's like, no, I really wish I could be out in the world having a good time instead of sitting here in pain. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So let's talk about your um your Facebook group. Zooming moms? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what what it is that you guys do in there? Sure. So Zuma Moms Incorporated is a nonprofit social support club for all women. It was designed for women to come out of their comfort zone. So I created that group when I after I lost my twins. I wanted to come out of the dark place that I was in. So I was dealing with my multiple sclerosis, scleroderma, and then I lost my father and I lost my children. So it was just like a dark place. And I wanted to come out of that dark place. So I decided to create my own group because I was in other social media groups, but it wasn't working out. I was getting kicked out of groups or, or they just weren't doing things that I wanted to do. So I decided to try to build my confidence back up like I, who I used to be and just create my own group so I can pull people together who really want to connect, not just comment on on a post, but actually get to know each other. So we were getting together and still are getting together on um, Zoom. We do video conference calls where we get to know each other. We're pulling ourselves out of comfort zones because I really feel like, especially after the pandemic, we've been stuck in these comfort zones of not knowing how to communicate, how to make new friends, and how to build our businesses. A lot of us are mompreneurs now or entrepreneurs, and we want to connect with others around the world, but it's limited resources. So Zoom and Moms is that resource center. It's a virtual resource center for women to come together and connect. We have events online, and I'm also doing events in person. I have members who are in California, New York, I'm in Massachusetts, and we're getting together. So if you're somebody who always wanted to be in a sisterhood, this is the sisterhood for you. There's no academic requirements, it's affordable, and we're building lifelong connections. Like I said, it is a nonprofit, so we do pay dues and fees so we can have those funds to operate. Those dues and fees is going to help us host events in person and virtually for us to send out gifts when you become a member 
um, there's a quarterly box that you receive in the mail, like a, it's a self-care package that's just for you. So every few months, you're getting a self-care package in the mail that's for you, not for your spouse, not for your children, not for your friends or family members, your pets. It's for you to have some time to say, hey, somebody else was thinking about me and you can indulge in whatever the unique objects are that are um, in there. And if you have a business, you can work and partner with us as well. And we'll purchase from you to put your items in the box first. And that's a marketing strategy for you also. So now if you sell lipstick or you have nail polish, let's put that in the box for you to make um, income, but also to help promote you. And it's also going to be a self-care product for your Zoom major that are in the program with you. So that's why it was created. It wasn't created for me to make a profit. It's not an LLC. It's not keeping my lights on. All the money that is um, that goes into the nonprofit is for the members. It's for social and recreational purposes. We do have an open community on Facebook. It is Zoom and Moms Inc. Social Club. Anyone who is interested in a mother sisterhood could join in that part and get to know us that way. You can join into some of our free events that we have, but to be an actual member of the organization, it is um, there are dues and fees that are required to join in. We have a website. Our website is www.zoomandmoms.com. If you are interested, you can also email us at info at zoomandmoms.com. I am Nay, I'm the founder as well as the CEO. And like I said, I do have members that are in different areas. We are still looking for people to join our team and become regional directors so we can expand. That'll be helpful for us to build the business, but it'll be helpful for those who join in as well, because now you're connected with a bigger community, a larger community of people where we're all supporting each other. My motto, our motto, our mission is each one teach one, each one support one. That's what we're here to do and help each other come out of those comfort zones. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, we can build. Yeah, that's a. I was like, okay. When I first met you, I was like, okay, she got everything going. <laughs> there is so much that is so much that I've experienced. Like, I want to talk about being a social worker. I have my master's degree in social work. I want to talk about scleroderma. I want to talk about multiple sclerosis. I want to talk about infertility and losing and losing uh, children. You know, there's so many different things I want to talk about, but it's like I need to start at one spot. And to me. It was building the resource center. So let me connect with other people who can actually be the target, um, the key person for that. So like I've met you, maybe Latasha wants to join in and she could be the key person that talks about scleroderma. I don't have to be that person that talks about it because here she is with her own podcast. And now we have this big community where I can join in and I can talk about scleroderma with her, but that's her she's the key person on that you know that's your focus i want to connect with somebody who's in with infertility let's talk about that and how i'm struggling with it but you be the key person on that because i'm only one person i can't touch base on all the things that i've been through although i've been through a lot it's just hard to connect on everything i'm telling my story but it would be great if we could have women together and then 
that's how we expand overall, where we just helping each other. You got a vision, let me help you turn your vision into your reality. You have a vision, let me help you turn your vision into your reality. And we're helping each other. So each one is teaching one and each one is supporting one. We're doing it for each other. You need people at your event? Okay, let me tell my sister, she has this in Texas. Oh, you need a you need a, a realtor to help you get a new house, right? Oh, let me call my my sorrow. She has, you know, we're just giving each other the resources we need, and we're not pretending. We're not using each other and not reciprocating the love that it's important for us to give in order to receive, and it just be an equal opportunity for both of us, right? Yeah, I mean, even when I seen that you were Zeta, I was like, uh-oh, because my aunts are Zeta, my cousins are all Zetas. They just, uh, it's like, when you, if you was to see my aunt, she got on her Zeta gear every single day. She did not play. <laughs> yes, tell them I said, hey, Sorrows. Yes, sisterhood is needed. I really think it is important. So like I said, if, if you didn't have the opportunity to do, join a sorority, you can join Zoom and Moms. It's not a sorority. It's a social club, but it's still a mother sisterhood. It's a it's an opportunity for you to build long life connections. It's absolutely different. I do think if you want to join a sorority, look into it, but do know you have to get your degrees and, and qualify that way. But in the meantime, you can join different social clubs that don't have those requirements like Zoom and Moms Incorporated. You know, I, I think we all need accountability people and having a sisterhood is is that way of getting that accountability person. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change being in a sorority for anything. I wouldn't change creating Zoom and Moms for anything because they both have helped me grow personally and professionally. Yeah, that is definitely true. I will say, Zetas, they stick together, they help one another. Yes. Um, definitely one of those. Um, so is there any other projects that you're working on that you might want to let everybody know about? Or anything else that you might want to share as far as what you're working on? Not at this moment. The only thing that I'm working on is just building Zoom and Moms Incorporated. Like I said, we do need more leaders. Um, so if you're interested in bec becoming like a regional director or state director to help us expand because it is a global social support club, let me know. Um, you can go on the website again. That's www.zoomandmoms.com or you can email us at info at zoomandmoms.com we need people in leadership roles so we can set awareness about zoom and moms and how we're a social support club we focus on motherhood mental health and mompreneurship so if you're somebody in a medical field and you're a therapist or you're a social worker join in with us so we can help provide those services to other women if you have your own business and you want to expand your business join us from the mompreneurship part so you can expand your business teach others how to expand their business and support others to expand their business and then motherhood if you're a mother or you want to become a mother you're not excluded if you don't have children 
because again, I, I was at that point where I may not have had children because of infertility issues my husband and I were dealing with and then the loss of my twin. So we welcome women who yearn to be a mother or who play a mother figure. You can be an auntie, but still be a mother figure. So join in. Let's talk about motherhood because once you join motherhood, it's a different kind of hood and we all need support. When they say it takes a village, it takes a village to raise a family. It takes a village to raise a business. It takes a village to be human in this world. I feel like we all need support in some way. So if you're looking for that unity, you're looking for that sisterhood, join in and, and think about becoming a member or and being a leader in that role as well. So you don't have to be the leader, but you could join in as a member, you could join in as a leader whichever one you are interested in i have more information on the website or you can email us okay well thank you so much Nate, for coming on i really truly appreciate it i'm going to be sending out your information your flyer and everything and then hopefully we can talk i want to get more information about the um you know joining and seeing what do to help Yes. All right. I appreciate you for having me on the show. Thank you so much. I enjoyed our conversation. I hope we do get to connect and get to know each other more. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. TTR The Till Room will be a bi-weekly podcast on Wednesdays. You will get all the information you need for the next guest and any events that we are having. So if you know someone who has scleroderma or someone who wants to learn about scleroderma, please share information. You can find us on Instagram at the till underscore room or you can email us at the till room 22 at yahoo.com. This is your host, Latasha M. Stay blessed, stay safe, and stay positive.